all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. Over the last several days, we have been looking at the amazing story of Onesimus being forgiven and restored all because of the love of God. The love of God for him and the love of God shown through some believers named Paul and Philemon. If you'll permit me today, I want to back up and read to you together all of the verses we've been looking at individually because we took it verse by verse there's something about reading this entire paragraph together. And I want to make a few observations today about the love of God. Philemon, beginning in verse 9 down to verse 19. Yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again, thou therefore receive him, that is, mine own bowels, whom I would have retained with me, that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. But without thy mind would I do nothing, that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season, that thou shouldest receive him forever, not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, specially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he hath wronged thee, or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand. I will repay it. Albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me, even thine own self besides. Every time I read this book, Every time I read this note written from one friend to another, every time I think about the story of this runaway slave just happening to bump into Paul in a prison in Rome, uh, him getting saved, and then Paul just happened to be friends with his master back home, Philemon, and then Paul sending him home with this letter in hand, I- I'm impressed by many things. For example, I'm, I'm taken with the providence of God how the Lord works in all the twists and turns of life, ruling the good, overruling the evil. He makes divine appointments for us. I I believe in the sovereignty of our God, and God is at work in this world. The Lord was working out all these details, so the providence of God is, is powerful. But one of the things I think you have to walk away from this story with is an overwhelming sense of the love of God because that's what it's all about. There's lots of love terms in this book. In verse 1, there's the word beloved. That word is used again in verse 2, beloved. In verse 5, the word love. In verse 7, the word love. In verse 9, that powerful phrase, for love's sake. Again, in verse 16, the word beloved. It's interesting here that the love moves both directions. It is both uh, vertical and horizontal. It is Godward and manward. Uh, It is a love from God to us and us to God, but then it is also a love through us to other people. Remember the great two commandments? Our Lord said, first, love the Lord your God with all, and then love your neighbor as yourself. 
And I believe Philemon is a beautiful illustration of both of those. It really is a divine love letter. All of God's Word really is a divine love letter. So uh, permit me just to make a few observations before we move to the end of the book. A few observations about the heart of this story. Uh, First of all, I think you see what the love of God does. Here's what the love of God does. It changes a man. Sin hardens a man. Love melts a man. Uh, Sin makes people harsh and sour and bitter, but love does the exact opposite. It it brings joy and peace. Uh, It softens and tenders. The love of God changes everything. It changed Paul. It had changed Philemon. And now, praise God, it has changed Onesimus. I wonder, is the love of God changing you? And then, when I look at this, I think not only what the love of God does, I think of what the love of God desires. Did you notice that repeatedly Paul uses this expression, I beseech thee, I beseech thee. Literally, I beg you. You see, there's an appeal to the love of God. It has to be received. You have to let the God of love come into your life. It has to be responded to. You love him in return. First John 4 says we love him because he first loved us. But then in the context of Philemon, it has to be relayed to someone else. So let me just ask you today, who is your Onesimus? Who's the person in your path? Who's the person in your direct sphere of influence that today needs a demonstration of the love of God? They need to hear about God's love. They need to see God's love in you. They need to sense God's love in the way you respond to them. This is what the love of God desires. God wants his love not to be bottled up in us, but to flow freely through our lives. And then I think not only of what the love of God does and what it desires, but what it deserves. <laughs> I think this is so fascinating. The last phrase I read you in verse 19, Paul said, please take good care of this man and I'll, I'll repay anything he owes to you. He says, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even thine own self besides. Paul said, I've shown you such love. Why don't you show it to somebody else? Don't you think that's what God's love says to us? Think of how much we have been forgiven. And then imagine this, God says you should forgive someone else because you've been forgiven. This is what it, God's love deserves. This ought to be our response. It's not just God, Godward, it's manward. And then what does the love of God demand? We're coming now to the end of the letter. We'll come back here. But in verse 21, having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee. The love of God ultimately demands obedience. If you truly love God and are taken by God's love for you, then obey him. Just do whatever God is telling you to do today because the God of love cannot be wrong. The God of perfect love is always going to lead in the right way. Our world knows so little of letter writing today and even less of love letters. We've lost the ability to communicate and certainly uh, the ability to convey real love. The God who is love is the God who wrote Philemon. The God who is love is the God who gave us his book, the Bible, which expresses to us his love. And what does he want? He wants us to answer that, to answer this divine love letter. One of my favorite hymns is simply entitled, The Love of God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. 
It shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. It's an amazing hymn. There's a third verse to that hymn. And did you know that the third verse was actually first discovered scribbled on the walls of an insane asylum? That's right. Someone that had lost their mind at some point got a glimpse of the God that still loved them. Here's the third verse. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. I don't know about you. Whoever that precious soul was, I think they may have lost some faculties of their mind, but they captured something in their heart of the love of God. The Bible is God's love letter. Philemon is a love letter. And our lives should be a love letter back to the Lord and to those around us. Let your life tell the story today of the love of God. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.